You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. It's our friend Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network. Check out the Move the Sticks podcast with Daniel and Bucky Brooks. Daniel, as always, we appreciate you taking the time. Let's start under center. We know Sam Darnold had too many turnovers last year for USC, and that was also a negative highlight of USC losing to Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. But let's skew positive. What do you like the most about Sam Darnold as he gets ready for the pros? Well, I think there's a lot to like about him, uh, Brian. You look at the size that he has, you start there. He's got prototypical size. He's got the arm strength to make every throw. I, I love the fact he can throw with touch. Uh, he can feather the ball when he needs to over over linebackers, under safeties. He's got a real good feel there. Uh, I love the fact that when the initial play breaks down, he can make things happen, uh, create time and, and use his arm as well as take off and use his legs when needed. And then I love the competitiveness with the kid. I mean, people are going to point to that Ohio State game. I can point to a handful of games where USC was in some big-time trouble late in the game, and uh, he stepped up and made plays the Texas game this year, the Utah game this year, the Penn State game, and the Rose Bowl the year before. So I've seen him perform in in the big-time moments as well. So I think the kid's made of the right stuff, and I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. Which quarterback of the few, uh, including Lamar Jackson, um, that surprises you the most or gives you the feeling that they may be the first one taken based on what they can do on the field? Yeah, I mean, I, I still think I, I think Darnold will end up being the first guy taken. Um, the, only, the only thing that maybe could shake it up is if for some reason uh, Cleveland did not take a quarterback at one. If they, if they decided to take Saquon Barkley, say, with the first pick, then I think it would be interesting to see what the Giants did because they have they – have, a guy, Eli Manning, that's, that's ready to start for another couple of years. So if, if, you know, people have been talking about Josh Allen as a long-term project, as the police go with him by me, I'm not getting arrested, I promise. Uh, the, uh, the fact that he's a long-term project, Eli Manning would afford somebody like that the opportunity to sit. So uh, that would be the ultimate kind of surprise to me would be if Josh Allen somehow ended up being that guy. Talking draft with Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network, NFL.com. Daniel, where do you come down on Lamar Jackson? You know what Bill Polian's been saying repeatedly, that Jackson should focus on being a receiver in the NFL. He's quarterback. I mean, I've been on record with that from the start. Uh, I think he's a top 40 pick. I think there is some risk there because he's got some mechanical things he needs to work through. Uh, but you live with some of the inaccuracy because of the playmaking ability he has, which is so rare. Um, so, to me, I think... Maybe not right away is he ready to get on the field, but I think he's he's got a chance to be a, a really successful starting NFL quarterback at the next level. And my advice to him was it was pretty simple. If, if you're in the combine interview room and, and teams are asking you about switching positions, I would just say, hey, I, I appreciate your time. It's, it's been great to visit with you, and I look forward to playing against you. Uh, that's that's I'm a quarterback. I'm going to be a quarterback, and I'm not going to consider any other position at this point in time. I, that would be my response. I remember going to the going to the combine, and I remember the Indianapolis coach came up to me and asked me uh, what I try out as a running back. And guess who was the GM then? Bill Polian. Oh, so, Polian. Oh, there right. you go. 
Exactly. So, you know, you see how that worked out, right? So it's for me, it's just more of a thing of which team is going to buy into him and give him a chance, just like all these other kids, because it's all a potential conversation of the Sam Darnold's just a sophomore to a Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming. We see how inaccurate he's been uh, to a Josh Rosen and him being more in the pro style offense. And I think something we probably can relate to best. But the kid you have down coming out of Oklahoma, the, the, the Heisman Trophy winning Baker Mayfield. He's a kid that's the shortest of the few diminutive is the word that we love to use technically, but he's one that I think has the drive that gives you an opportunity regardless of what team he goes to for his thick skin is concerned because of how he's gotten his opportunity from Texas Tech to Oklahoma uh, that can probably come in and make a difference. Do you agree with that? Yeah, he's look, everything I see from Baker, I love on the field. Um, I just almost just wish, though, he would just kind of just put his head down and work. You know, there's that there's that fine line there, Cordell. I mean, I love emotion and I love passion, and I think that's important, uh, especially when it comes to leadership. But to me, I go devotion over emotion. I mean, let's just, right. just go get your work in. Don't tell me you're doing what you're doing. Just go do it. And so I wish he would just kind of lay a little bit lower than he's been laying at, that, at this point in time, but that's just kind of a personal uh, preference for me. Chatting with Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network. Daniel, what's your evaluation of Josh Allen? Big body, big arm, but the completion rate is troublesome to some if you buy into the importance of that metric. As you know, less than 60% of Wyoming. Yeah, look, I I always warn people that, you know, completion percentage, there's a difference between completion percentage and accuracy. I can go through and find you guys that live on tunnel screens, bubble screens, and those and pop passes and all the other stuff, and you can have a pretty inflated completion percentage and not be accurate. Now, they don't have any layups built into that offense in Wyoming, so everything is down the field. I'm not making excuses for the kid. He still has issues with taking, taking gas off the ball, being able to change ball speeds, and being able to touch it up. But I've seen him drive the ball with accuracy and make some rare throws. So, to me, it's time. Uh, you know, I... I think he's a better player than Deshaun Kaiser was, but I had the same concern with Kaiser, which was don't ruin this kid. Don't put him out there yet until he's ready. He's got to work through some things. And, and I feel the same way about Josh Allen. I think the upside is tremendous, but I think you're gonna, it's going to require some patience. Think of these young quarterbacks, and, and, and we feel like we have – you know, the, the idea of what they'll be able to do. I mean, no one thought that Jared Goff would come in and – and, and not play, let's just say, not play as good as he did his first year, but no one thought that he would turn it around as quick as he did neither. So do we really have, let's just say, the, the blueprint on what it takes to be that quarterback or a quarterback in the National Football League? Because it's been done differently. Carson Wentz coming out of the FCS with North Dakota State. And look at, look at what he's done this year on, on a run to be the MVP of the league. Yeah, I mean, Cordell, I think there's a great lesson with those two quarterbacks. Um, and Wentz was, you know, played better than Goff that first year. But you can see the massive leap that both those kids made in year two. And look at the investments they made around them. And to me, it's, it's you know, it used to be, used to in personnel, we talk about having an offensive, you want them to grow up together. So you'd want to draft the quarterback and then, and real quickly around him, draft a bunch of other young kids uh, so they could all grow up together and, and emerge together. And now I think because these quarterbacks are rushed onto the field, it's important to get those guys veterans, it, veterans in front of them, veteran weapons. And you look at the Rams with, you know, bringing in Whitworth, bringing over Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, and then you sprinkle in a Cooper Cup. Uh, you look at the Eagles and you bring over Alshon Jeffrey. You, you bring over Torrey Smith. 
uh, they put veterans in place with those young guys, and you saw a, a massive upgrade in their performance. So all these teams that are in the quarterback market in this draft, man, they better be trying to build up around them and, and give them a chance. Daniel Jeremiah is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Let's make the move to other positions. Daniel, on your board, how much separation is there between Saquon, uh, Saquon Barkley and everybody else as we spotlight the running back position? Yeah, there's a good gap there, but I, I think it's a deep group of running backs. Uh, you know, to me, I have Ronald Jones and Darius Geis kind of right in that next uh, tier uh, with Sony Michelle and, and Nick Chubb not far behind. Uh, but to me, Saquon Barkley is clearly the best guy. He's rare with his size-speed combination as well as his ability in the passing game to split out and, and do some unique things. He's a, he's a special, special player. When you see the quarterback scenarios you have, not just with the college players coming into the draft, but seeing like A.J. McCarron, he's now becoming a conversation piece when it comes down to grabbing him on the team. You may have Case Keenum. uh, You may have Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford, who's going to be available on that roster as well. Does that true up anything for the young kids coming out into this year's draft? Well, the the more general managers and personnel directors I've talked to around the league, the more the feeling is of pairing up a veteran with a young guy uh, at the position and, and, and taking two swings at it. So, I mean, I can see a situation like let's go through some of the teams. I could see Cleveland getting McCarron, and then they turn around and draft a, a Sam Darnold. I could see the Denver Broncos trying to sign a Case Keenum, and maybe they end up going for somebody in the second round, a Mason Rudolph you know, type guy. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, I could see them trying to trade for a Nick Foles and, and see if, if one of those quarterbacks were to fall in their lap uh, in the draft. So I could see a lot of these different scenarios where you see a veteran matched up uh, with a young guy. The one exception would probably be wherever Kirk Cousins goes because that money's going to be so big, you're not, uh, you're not in the rookie quarterback business. Daniel, great information as always. Thanks so much for joining us again on the NFL on TuneIn. All right, fellas, take care. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! The National Football League is on TuneIn.